0: So, um, hi, Deborah. Thank you so much for joining me um, on today's podcast. I'm really, really excited to discuss your journey and your story. So, for the listeners, um, Deborah has um, is a blogger and also um, has over fifty thousand followers on Instagram. She's going to share her story um, as to where she is today and where she's kind of going um, with her journey that really started um, with her turning 50. So I'm going to let you take the mic and go into a lot more detail um, and really just get the listeners to understand about you, how you started kind of your um, pro-aging ambassador lifestyle.
1: (laughs) thank you for inviting me to chat to you it's lovely to meet you across the oceans i'm in johannesburg so quite a long way away from where you are (laughs) um yes i i when i i think that i bought the idea that society sort of sells us and that is that when you get to be 50 or even younger um that it's all over it's all sort of downhill um and I often tell the story about um when I in the, the place I used to work a young because he and I were friends but he said oh you passed your cell by date um and it and it, it 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 was very hard to hear that and of course I believed it because we do um so that was that was one of the things that I remember that um sort of started well i sort of put me in a bit of a downward spiral at first but something that happened that year it was it was a it was a tough year that year my my much younger sister died suddenly so she was only 37 um so that does give you pause for thought and you stopped feeling quite so sorry about yourself for getting older when you you're the one that's still here I was i'm the oldest of three children and i'm you know it's still around, and so is my brother, but my younger sister was 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 young when she died. Um, so I and I realized that I sort of took stock of my life and I realized that I was in a rut. You know, I love my job and I love the company I worked for. Um, I like the work. I realized you know, I'd been there for more than 20 years. Um and and I was in the IT sort of space space I I did technical writing and and software testing and and things like that and people were always very surprised to hear that when I told them what I did they were very surprised that I was sort of in that doing that sort of job and they always thought I was a fashion designer or a or a
0: I don't know something creative. So why do you think people were shocked at that why do you think that's um a sexism thing or an age thing uh, what kind of why do you think people were shocked that you're in the in the tech IT space? I think it's because of the way I looked
1: <laughs> you know they, they I always have loved um, expressing myself through what I wear um, and always like having my hair cut in different styles and having it different colors so I think it was it was more about that I think they sort of pegged me as a as a creative person
0: so you're a very trendy uh, so for the people who don't who can't see you right now you look very glamorous um you are a very fashionable person and um I'll kind of plug your your blog in later um but if you check out Deborah's blog you'll see um how creative she is with her fashion um and her amazing hair um which we're going to come on (laughs) to later so um so yeah so so you got this um, kind of pre-judgment as to people were like, "What? What? You're in tech. You're in IT. Um, just go into that a little bit more, and and then and and how that developed. I, I loved.
1: Always loved my job. I loved working in that space, and I, and I think that it is a creative space. Even even though technical writing is not creative writing, you know, you, one still has to be creative to do the job. Um, and I liked my job, and I and I never didn't see myself working in, in um, in, in a very sort of creative designy kind of space, which I'm not. But somehow I'm I'm there in a way now.
0: <laughs> yeah, you've definitely yes. um, kind of used those skills that you've developed over time with colours and and fashion and and things like that. So. um, so you, so you got to this kind of moment in your life, um, when you turned 50 and well, you were, you're about to turn 50 and you panicked a bit. And and I remember reading that you, you felt stuck and you'd hit a wall. And I think that's very, very common for, for many people. And I once read, I I once read somewhere that, um, kind of between your thirties and fifties, you can find this sense of well a lack of purpose and like what 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 are you there for so for a lot of women who have had children um back 10 years ago and if we if we kind of ignore the last five to ten years um but, but before then it was very common to have children in your 20s. So your 20s, your 30s and your 40s were taken up looking after children. And that was kind of your main purpose. Um, or you were a career driven um, individual. And um, it was the start of your career, you're really excited to, to do those things. And you get to the like late 40s, early 50s, and you're a bit like, what happens next? And I do from what I've, I mean, I'm young, I'm 24. So I can't, I can't speak from experience. But from what I have seen in other people's lives, um, and and kind of the women that I look up to, um, there's this kind of cycle where we're really, really driven. And we've got this sense and desire to do things and change the world. And you do burn out and you'll think I need something new. And I think some I need something to stimulate me. And also, I guess there's that, um that idea that you have that that used to be an idea that you have one job and that's the job you're going to do for the rest of your life um but what's really refreshing is that you kind of realized that I'm stuck and you did something about it so what were the first kind of steps you took to be like right I'm stuck um and then go into (laughs) how you were feeling and 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 all of that
1: well you you sort of described my life there because I got married um very young. I was only, I wasn't quite 20. Um, and I got divorced in my mid 40s. So I was married for 25 years. Um, I've got a daughter, and I've got a grandson now. Um, and so you were right, my life was about running a home. And, and I had a job and I loved my job and my work and everything. Um, but it was really all about um, looking after the family. So at, at, um, in my late forties, it was sort of a, now I was on my own, my daughter had left home and it's what next. The other thing was to address my health um, because I was, I was very, I was completely inactive. I was real couch potato um, and carrying more weight than I, than I was happy with always um and so so one of the first things i did was to to tackle my fitness which i had tried before but really had never got it right but this time i managed to to persevere and to um and to become quite fit actually at that time well lately i haven't i haven't done a lot because of all the um, events have been cancelled but i i did um get fit enough in my early 50s to do a full um Olympic distance triathlon and I do sprint triathlons when they when they're going to keep my to keep my hand in um and I did some I started cycling I did um some long cycle races so I became generally just just more active um reached a weight that I was much more happy with um and then I gave up my job I, I resigned from my job and I rented my flat out and I Bought a plane ticket and I went to England.
0: How exciting. That is exhilarating.
1: So so I went off to England because my parents were English. So I've I've lived in England as a child. So I've, it's not unfamiliar to me. I've got friends there. So I went off to England and I, I did some care work because I needed um I needed some to earn some money while I was there because I was there for a few months. Um so I did some care work, which was which is also probably a part of my journey as well i spent uh, quite a bit of time with a lady in her 90s um oh, and 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 just getting to know her and and you know it's old people are just the same as young people we're we're all the same um and i think that's um, that that's i don't know if it was a lesson then but i think it just sort of confirmed that to me you know the stories that she told and the laugh that we had and um you know we're all the same if we just spend 10 minutes getting to know each other i think so i spent a few months in england and then um during that time my hair my hair was sort of transitioning to silver um around about that time just i think that that was when it really i really sort of started to embrace it
0: and i guess i'm um, back sorry sorry to interrupt but i i guess what i was going to say was there's this idea that when you turn gray or silver you're old and um absolutely and it ma- and it makes and that, i guess that, that's a pressure that society puts on us i'm 24 but my hair is already going gray you can't tell in this light but my dad was half um silver at 19 so it's in my genetics to go quite gray and light at quite a young age and I'm actually quite excited yes. about it but yes. I I was talking to somebody recently and she said why don't you dye your hair and I said I don't I don't want to and she said oh why like you're going gray and I was like I didn't know how to explain it I didn't know how to say I don't yeah. actually care that that that's happening to me. I love my grey highlights. They make me look different. And yeah. it took a while to embrace. Yeah, because we're so
1: conditioned to think that that gray hair is unattractive. You know, we we are so conditioned to that and and, and it is shifting, but we're not we're not there yet. Um my mum had I get my my silver hair from my mum and she she colored her hair, you know, religiously every few weeks and she absolutely loathes when when there were a little bit of silver sparkle. I mean she she couldn't bear it. So I learned very young um, that it was a terrible thing, that it was unattractive, that it was old, that it was ugly. Um, those are the messages you get as a child when you see your mother, you know, fighting this,
0: this thing that you really can't fight. Yeah, because you, um, you, look, up, you look up to your parents. So if your mum's saying that it's wrong, you're going to believe them. Of course. Of course in society at large you know even even
1: still i mean it's 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 still a thing where people sometimes say you know you you're letting yourself go or i mean i i don't i don't get that anymore but i know that i've talked to a lot of women and their their husbands don't like it or their children don't like it or they're worried about they're worried about getting going for an interview getting work if if they if their hair is gray so it's it's still you know we've still got a lot of work to do for that
0: definitely definitely <laughs> so you started letting your uh, your silver hair like come to life and and grow out and and then kind of where did your where did your journey take you well then I came back I came back here um back
1: to to South Africa back home home now I've lived here for years um and I started getting I pe- people started noticing my hair so a lot and, and stopping me in the street and asking me if they could take my photograph and really weird things is that <laughs> so, is that a south- a is that a south african thing do you know i think that we are very much more like that we do tend to be especially in johannesburg the people here are very friendly so they do they will people will say in the street oh you look lovely or you know, I like your dress or or something. So we do we do do that. I think perhaps in England people are a little bit more reserved with that. Yeah, definitely. They, they don't, yeah, they don't so here here they it is more of a thing, but I mean this was unusual. This was, you know, I'd be sitting at a coffee shop with a friend and somebody would come by saying oh, I'm so sorry to interrupt you. Can I take a picture of your hair? <laughs> Very strange. So um some of my friends sort of encouraged me, said, Why don't you try modeling? And I thought, Oh, I never ever thought about that but I I did one 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 night I always say that you should never leave a granny alone with an internet connection unsupervised (laughs) because I sent some (laughs) sent some photographs off to a to a local agency and they phoned me and said you know come and see us so um, that was nice I mean I just I mean I really it was just to I did some tv commercials and things but I've the but what happened was that my a friend said to me, um, "Put your you need to put your photographs that you've got now on, on Instagram." And I honestly didn't know what Instagram was. When was this? It was about it was about um, about six years ago, I suppose. And Instagram was obviously not quite what it is today. Um, and I said to her, "What's Instagram?" <laughs> so I so I made an account. I made an account, and I and I did think at the time that it was more just about keep somewhere to keep your photographs. I I didn't really. I think I I, I, think d- I didn't you- really.
0: Yeah, I think when it started, it kind of was because I think most people it was just a place to post your nicest photos or or something like that. But yeah. now it's a huge business tool and and an opportunity to get seen and and things like that.
1: Yeah. So I so I opened the account and I couldn't work out the tags. I I couldn't. I honestly couldn't understand. It didn't make any sense to me. The whole thing. Anyway, I posted my fo- my photographs, a few that I had, and I started getting followers, which was really weird. Um, And I I can remember that I had 396 followers and a guy that I sat next to at work, phoned four of his friends and said that he should go and follow me so I can get 400 followers and we were cheering in the office. Yeah, I got 400 followers. It was quite (laughs) exciting. And then it start, then I started to realize that there was something happening, and 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 that it was about this this idea of of being an older person, and and doing this new thing and embracing my silver hair, and um, it was such a beautiful. Um, I, I started getting such beautiful messages from women saying that you've you know I'm because of you I'm I'm letting my hair go gray or or I've started a new job or you know sort of all these positive changes because they'd seen started to see my journey so it was it was such a beautiful um I mean a little bit inadvertent when I started out but obviously when I realized what was happening it, it became a wonderful um thing and it and it just sort of kept kept growing from
0: there amazing so you were kind of so like Instagram's a- an amazing place yeah definitely and and it sounds like you were a bit of a pioneer in in kind of the silver hair space <laughs> online. Um, because I didn't really know it was a, it was a thing until until quite recently that, that women just have accounts, Like some women just have accounts about posting their silver hair journey. And I think that's incredible. Yeah. And I and it is gonna catch. And people. I mean, a few years ago, I remember where like ashy, blondie, silver hair was a really big deal, but you had to get it dyed to look a certain way. Yes. Whereas now people are yes. like, actually, my hair might look naturally that good if I were just to leave it alone. Um, and I mean, aside from the the fact that women look so beautiful with gray hair, and I want, I want to go back in time and find out who decided that gray hair was ugly and that we needed to color it like who said that <laughs> gonna find them. I, I,
1: I don't know but I think the hair coloring companies have something to do with it I mean there's I've seen recently there was some from the from the I think it was the 30s and their adverts that say you know don't be dull and unattractive and you know they really they said it out loud yeah you know? that's mental isn't it but <laughs> 50 today is not what it was you know um I think that that if I look at my my grandparents um who who would have been around the same age as as I am now I'll be 60 later on this year um it's a very
0: it's a very different it's a very different thing um yeah it, it definitely is I um well we live in a in an aging world don't we so I mean people Thought that it was impossible to live to 100 and now there are hundreds of people that are living to 100 so um we're definitely living in a world that's aging and I guess people have this idea of what an old person over 60 should look like and that over with a walking cane um probably need somebody to help them do their food shopping and things like that and it just isn't like that i know that recently i was um on linkedin and i saw um, you know, the road signs where it says, like, be careful. Oh, I don't know, actually, if you know. But in the UK, there are road signs that are um, have a picture of an, an elderly, elderly couple. And it's yes. basically to say, like, be careful, there could be old people walking around, drive carefully. And they've recently changed it to look a completely different way because that's how we should we shouldn't have this idea that an old person is like that I know people who are 80 90 years old who are dancing for a good 45 minutes with me during my fitness classes and some of them my grandma is one of them she is um very unwell um she has Alzheimer's but she had an awful um lifestyle when it comes to health um it was very sedentary um Um, a very um middle eastern diet and I'm and, and by that I mean lots of carbs lots of oil lots of fat so she she didn't necessarily grow up um in the UK she moved from the Middle East to the UK um and she didn't have a purpose she didn't have a job she didn't have friends here so her life just kind of was just sitting around and 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 being that yes. stereotypical old person. Um, which is yes. sad. But hopefully people yes. like you are going to change that and say actually when you get to 50, it isn't the end of the world. It's not like you're no. you're gonna now like you've hit your peak and now it's just all the way down, downhill. Um so mm. um I know that you mentioned um, that you were getting messages of women saying that you've like changed their, perspe- their perspective. I can't speak today. <laughs> you've changed the way that they feel about themselves um, when it comes to their, their silver or gray hair. Um, and how did that make you feel? Uh, you know, I honestly, they
1: some of them bring me to tears. I mean, they are so um, a lot of a lot of women who have had cancer and lost their hair, and it comes back grey. Um, and the, you know, the first reaction is like, "Oh no, this is terrible." And then they've said that they've they've been inspired by by me, which is, I mean, it's just such a what a what a what a what a compliment. Yeah, you know, there's just. So, um so To be to be grey and to um oh, so, yeah it's just so it oh, it's it's amazing because because I mean it was, it was a Jane Fonda quote but I but I love it I think it's so it hits the nail right on the head she said that women aren't forgiven for aging and and it's true we aren't you know we we still and we we still have these things of oh well, you look great for fifty. You know we've got to stop that Not, I know it, it happens a lot it, does. it happens a lot you look good for, you look good for your age I mean that's not a compliment what does that mean you know, do you do you do you look do you look good or don't you look good uh, um it's just ah uh, so so we and we don't and, and the worst thing is that we believe it you know we 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 buy that story um that, that we shouldn't we shouldn't look older and that and that wrinkles equals being unattractive and gray hair equals being unattractive and you know women can be a, a, attractive in their 90s or 100s it, it it doesn't stop it's it, you know useful
0: smooth skin is not the only measure of of beauty mm, no absolutely um so yeah no and and it's so true and I really hope that This can impact, like I'm very um, interested in bridging the gap um, when it comes to um, older adults and and young people, because I think there's a huge, um, there's huge lessons to learn when you mix with older adults. And being a young person who, unless I was active about it, I never would have uh, integrated with older adults. And I, I would have thought that gray hair was a bad thing and that aging was yes. something to to dread and I think that there's so much more to be done and I'm like I'm really really learning a lot from you just from this conversation and um there's so much for you that you can do with the power that you have on social media um and that's another thing a lot of people think that social media is for people younger than 30 and it's not and it's you're you're using your um your experience and your drive and your passion for aging to be able to support other women and and that's just I guess it's rewarding and also it's giving you that extra purpose you're changing people's lives and people think you can't change someone's life after the age of 50 can you but no that's not true it's It's like a rebirth and you've got that extra boost now. Like, let's do something different. Let's do something that you've always wanted to do. Um, so you are also known as a pro-aging ambassador. And I I guess a lot of a lot of people wouldn't know what that means. So could you go into a little bit more detail? I'm so. it's a self it's my
1: own title I gave myself I bestowed it upon myself I love it people ask me what I what I do and I don't really know what to tell them um I just think that, that that's what I do this this getting out there and saying it's okay to get older you know I mean I I talk to people all the time in the cue at the chemist or whatever because it, it's often a conversation about my hair and it's normally oh I, I couldn't let mine go you know yours looks nice but mine wouldn't look that nice and all this. anyway then we always get into a big conversation about age and why, why you know why do you think it wouldn't look nice and why do you think it wouldn't suit you and um and in, 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 invariably, we get onto wrinkles, and that it's not a bad thing to have wrinkles. And you know, women have never really. Th- they, I always say to them, "It's it's your, but those are those are your stories. Why yeah. you know why why would you want to take them away? That that's your those are all the tears you've cried and the laughter and the late nights and the dancing. It's all on your face and on your body. Why you know to take them away? And and a lot of the women I talk to, as I say in queues or wherever I am. Um, they sort of they you can see the penny sort of drop and they go oh hmm, no that's a good point because they're so conditioned to get rid of the wrinkles they're so yeah. conditioned well, I'm it's... very anti-anti I'm very anti-anti-aging this anti-aging word for me is just you know it's you read you my should mind aging yeah Having having said having said that, it is up to us. You know, you mentioned not um about integrating with younger people. And it's completely up to older people to to remain. There are things that we have to do to remain relevant, um, to remain interested and interesting. Um and and one of the things is to is to do, is to talk to younger people and to and to do things that are younger or considered to be younger. Um definitely. I mean my even my clothes and my jewelry and things sparks conversation with young people, which is which is really nice. You know, I'm able to I'm able to bridge the gap. I young, I've, I've got a lot of I've, I've ventured into TikTok lately. I don't know if you <laughs> yeah. talking about social media. I don't know if you're there. Uh, have you Have you gone there yet? Yes. Have you, have you...
0: I, I'm still getting <laughs> my head around it. Um, I really love dancing, and I wish. I wasn't so busy because I'd love to just try out all the TikTok dances, but because I run a business and my whole life revolves around that. I do, um, I have started- um, It would be- Yeah, like putting together- It would be perfect for you. Yeah. yeah. I don't do the dances at
1: all or any of those things. I've got another, another angle but um, my audience on TikTok is, is a younger audience and mostly i get oh what well, could you be my granny or can i be you when i grow up or something so it's really nice to bridge the gap with the younger <laughs> younger
0: generation that's amazing so what kind of uh like content are you posting on TikTok for for young people to to be contacting you to say those things
1: well i i do little funny little things i haven't done a lot on there but i've had four of my videos have had more than a million views one had 2 million so oh they've my <laughs> really? gone mad <laughs> wow four four and four of my probably 10 or 12 videos that I've ever posted um they're all little stories about that it's better to be older some of them about my hair, doing my hair some just funny silly things
0: yeah but, yeah <laughs> amazing oh wow well it's, it's great to hear that you've kind of able to have that influence through social media um and and you're you're kind of sticking to that title of um a pro-aging ambassador because you're being able to influence other people um so I know that you've um you've you've mentioned this in some of like your uh your blogs and things like that but but let's um talk about common stereotypes um that you've come across um, when it comes to do with aging I know we've briefly touched on it um but but what what do you think about that and and what are you doing to to kind of counteract those stereotypes?
1: well I, I, for me i'm I, I've sort of on a mission to try new things as, as much as I can and to be brave and to do things that that really stretch me out of my out of my comfort zone and that might not be usual for grannies to do um and I, I, I cycle with my grandson he's 17 so that's that's really great and people often think I'm his mum, and then he says no no she's my granny um so that that's cool um yeah and I, and I just really you know one of the things I realized when I was realized that I was in my rut back in my late 40s was that I hadn't probably because I'd been busy with the family and and looking after the home and so on I, I managed to sort of neatly sidestep anything that was much too scary. I didn't, I didn't extend myself. And now I do. Now I, it's, and it's horrible while it's happening, but I just, I, I've, I tell myself I've try and do something to scare myself every day, which, um, and it could be something small, you know, it could be, it could really be going, Oh, it's a helicopter or a something. Can you hear it? <laughs> yeah. Um, it, so it, so I, it could be something very small, like going to an event that I know I, I won't know anybody, um, you know, at, at the event, something like that. Because I mean, that's that might not be a big thing for something for me. That's pretty daunting. Um, it's it's that's not easy. Um, and then they sort of get bigger and bigger. One I did recently, which was, which was, which was pretty terrifying, was. Um, I did a, I I volunteered to have my body printed um, by an artist. So um, (laughs) I I went on Sunday to see it in the the studio, did you? So I did that a few months ago, but I mean, it was, oh my goodness. But I do think we regret more the things we don't do than things we do do. So I went and I did it and I'm glad I did it. But I mean, it was was terrifying, you
0: know. Um, And for those of you... (laughs) For, those, for the people that are listening that probably don't know what that means, could you just explain a little bit more detail?
1: So it's an artist who um, has this series of body print uh, body pr- works that are b- artworks that are made from body prints. So it's basically a na- naked bodies painted with paint, and then they lower you onto a big piece of paper and make a print out of your out of your body. We at yeah. the front, what, what they, whatever they they decide to do with mine was a sideways one so it was right all down the side of my of my body um but I mean it's you know I arrived there and it was the artist and the photographer and it's the broad light of day and they're like okay well get naked you know, we're ready if you are sort of thing and you would exactly. exactly <laughs> it's like oh my goodness okay <laughs> what do you do one's got a camera one's got a paintbrush and here we go um so but I, but i'm glad i did it because that's that's a story and that's a and there's a there's an artwork and and it was terrifying and i did it so well i'm trying i do try to When they're not, they're not all things like that <laughs> they're not all things like that sometimes they are um going for um an audition or, or something that's, you know, that's, that's, that's quite daunting. But, but but yeah, I do try to, I do try to, when I feel the fear, I do try to just push through and and do it anyway. And I did, I didn't do that when I was younger. I sort of
0: comfortably let those opportunities pass me by. Wow. Yeah. I mean, that's inspirational in itself because I don't even know if I could be confident enough to do that. And that's, (laughs) Now I'm like right well if Deborah can do it I can do it um, so and and that's that's kind of the feeling I get from that um, so that's fantastic um, and I'll have to share maybe a post the, the Instagram post that you shared about it um, in the in the captions below so that people can have a little look at the body art um, and just for our final question um, if somebody came to you today or tomorrow and said. Deborah I heard your story and I'm stuck. I I'm in my 50s, 60s, 70s, 80s whatever age they are um, but they feel stuck. What would your advice be uh, to 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 kind of make that move to to going forward?
1: I think that that we just have to do one little thing tiny thing, And it's, and it's that first step, I think we tend to get daunted by this idea of um, I can't, I can't change my job or whatever. But but if you start, if you start to talk to people who are m- moving in those circles, or you attend one talk about that, or you do one little course about that thing, you want to learn just has to be something very, very small. Um, so it's that it's it's making it's it's making one small step in that direction and and i find that th- that often happens is that ball just starts rolling
0: yeah like a snowball effect
1: absolutely but you just have to take that first step yeah that's that's the that's the thing mm.
0: yeah, definitely well thank you so much for sharing your story and inspiring a younger and older generation <laughs> um and I really look forward to following your story so for anybody that's listening or watching this um you can check out more about Deborah um in the uh, captions below um and I wish you all the best in your future um thank so- you if you um can you just let us know what your website is um and and the best ways to connect with you i will they're all deborah darling but i'll send you the links brilliant so look up deborah darling and she'll come up um thank you very much (laughs) thank you so much it's lovely to chat to you